0: Hey everybody, and welcome back to the back pew. I know we've been on a hiatus for a few weeks here, but we're excited to be back and rocking and rolling and talking about some new things. And today we have a guest on locally. His name is CJ O'Hare and he's with us, me and Justin, as we talk about what to look for in a church, it's a big question. It's a question that everybody asks. And remember, if you like this podcast, go ahead and hit that plus button. So you can stay up to date with every time we upload a new episode. Leave us your comments and follow us on Instagram. Thanks again for listening and enjoy the show. Really look at really define the question, right? What do you look for in a church, right? Like more so, what should we be looking for in a church?
1: Uh, Truth. 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 Yeah. 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 Because I think that's one of the things that uh, a lot of churches lack nowadays. Right. Truth. Yeah. Um, And I guess the question is, what do you mean by that? Right. So to me... To me, truth is uh, the Word of God. Mm-hmm. So, if somebody is preaching on the Word of God and not skewing it one way or another, then I know that that to me that there's truth there. Yeah. Mm. Right. So it it's not usually one uh, one sermon. It's usually like maybe two sermons you can get it. But uh, listen. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it just me that's what it is it's it's usually it's usually if you can if you can sit through the sermon and you're taking notes and you're paying attention and you're understanding where he's going the end it seems logical and it makes sense and it follows uh, scripture then Mm. yeah then you usually for me that's that's and typically typically that's a mark of a healthy
0: church healthy leaders Uh-huh. Right. Well, you know, did you bring we're it, back.
1: Did you bring I, a dad joke? I, I did mean, not bring a dad joke. You for like three weeks and you didn't bring a dad you joke. You know, I had
0: a lot of good dad jokes, but they were like in the moment dad jokes, you know, not like.
1: It's just horrible.
0: You know. Um,
1: how do you not have a dad joke for today?
0: I don't know. I mean, I, I got to figure out how to word it, but I got one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm scared? That, just a little bit. Uh can't l- be just sort of slightly. Word it.
0: Uh, there was this um <laughs> I do I do I could I could I guess uh, this one. You know, I got mad at my wife the other day. Baby was sleeping in the crib and I walked in there and I gasped and I said, "You can't you can't put our daughter in the crib like that." She goes, "Why?" And uh turns out she'd put a Cowboys jersey <laughs> on my daughter. Mhm. She could choke. <laughs> That didn't come out right, did it?
1: No, but you get the joke. Stupid. Yeah, it works because it's dumb. Yeah, Uh, yeah. I didn't want my daughter (laughs) to choke. Yeah, you know, like the Cowboys. Sure. In the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, You can't can't leave the child in the crib wearing that (laughs) because she'll choke. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's kind of a dumb one. So horrible.
2: I love it. It fills the quota, man. Feels like what? Fills the quota a dad joke oh okay yeah. Quota. yeah sorry
0: um are you, know, you out of there I, right now no he's, he's already gone you know, did you take a like, i looked day? at I, my phone buzzed and i looked at it and then you said something and i just did not hear what you said did uh, you by the it? way by the way uh if you're listening to this uh we do have a guest on here tonight who is not normally on here no uh because uh, caesar couldn't be with us tonight so uh, with us tonight is uh, C- uh cj or caleb O'Hara jr Sup? whatever you want to call yeah and um uh, you had we we were discussing earlier kind of what we were going to talk about something like that. And I thought it was uh, I thought it was an interesting topic because I think there's a lot of people who <clears throat> are are looking to answer this question. There's a lot of people who will walk into church buildings, right? They'll just What's randomly go to. All right. Slight malfunction.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So but we're anyways, back we'll, now. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we're back, yeah. We're, we're trying to figure out who this person was. Yeah. Um, yes,
0: uh, Caleb.
1: Yes. Uh, we had a good question. What was our question?
2: Um, what are you looking for in a church? Like when you're going to a church, what do you want to find? What are you looking for? What makes a good church?
0: Hmm. It's a good one. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, to finish my sentence, but I want to get that off, out there first. Uh, to finish my sentence... Um, or statement mm. or paragraph yeah, or whatever, that, whatever just, you just, want to call it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, quote. <laughs> uh, but there are a lot of people who would just walk into random churches. Um, so I always like to ask the question, like why, what would cause you to walk into a, a church building or church establishment or church organization? Right, yeah. What would cause you to walk into something like that? Mm.
2: Well, for me personally, um, something my family used to do whenever we were vacationing or doing whatever, it was just, Whatever building had the plastered Church of Christ on it, it could be Monterey Church of Christ, San Diego Church of Christ, or Portland Church of Christ, and we would go in there. Didn't really mm-hmm. matter anything else. Just
0: didn't really matter, just the associate. So, yeah, so you have some groups that go because of association. What are some other reasons you think people walk into church buildings? I'm only asking questions because Justin told me not to get preachy. So, <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I mean, it, you know. I thought about it, but I have a different, a different kind of look at it. I wasn't, I wasn't thinking about like if you've never gone before, what would draw you in. Mm-hmm. I was kind of thinking more of like, okay, if I was going somewhere, or if I had to start looking for a new church, what would I, why, and what would I look for, mm-hmm. right? Um, so with that being said, if I if I go along the lines of what we were talking about just a second ago. I would say most of the time when I was growing up, it was it was like, oh well, we're over here visiting so and so, and they go to this church, mm. right? And so you end up going to that church. Oh, because or, you know somebody, right? Because yeah. you know, and they're they're going to that church, and so you sit in and whatever, enjoy it with them. <laughs> uh, or, uh, or it, one of the other things, which which my mom did, which is, uh, hey, you need to learn some of these other, what other people are believing. So go you're going to go to these different churches. Mm. So you can get an understanding of why are they believing that? Mm. What, do they, what do they represent? Right? And you can make up your own mind for that.
0: Yeah, you do that in the Church of Christ, you can get struck by lightning. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Smitten by God. Yeah, maybe uh, so. Sorry,
0: but it's, it's the truth. You don't go to other churches. They don't worship right, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, maybe so. I mean, I don't know. Who knows? Who even knows? Right? But... Well, But that's not the point. The point is, you know, uh, there's a lot of people that just walk into church buildings. Um, Like we had a lady on Sunday. Mm -hmm. uh, She said she went to this, you know, she said she drives past our church building every morning to go to her church. And she'd always wanted to check out our church. And this morning, for whatever reason, she uh, woke up late to too, too late to go to her church. So she came, just came to our church, which is kind of interesting, right? You have some people that walk in knowing nothing. They're comfortable walking in knowing nothing. But then there's people like me where I didn't grow up in the church. I had no religious background. There was no way I was going to get into a church just because I was interested in Jesus. You know know what I'm saying? So it's kind of interesting that people will pick, you know, churches based on the way they look, uh, people they know, um, um, uh, what is it, title, organization, association, organization, association. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Church of Christ. Yeah.
1: Which I also find interesting as well because you can get into... Like uh, where some of the churches have started to move away from the denomination and start becoming non-denominational, mm-hmm. right? And so even though they may have a denomination, like Church of Christ or whatever, uh, they've started to move away from that. So you never so, you never know what we're really going to get at this point in time. It's not it's not the same, in my opinion. It's not the same as it once was. So
0: maybe if you could um, uh, tell me what. Uh, a a non-denominational church means by non-denominational.
1: So (laughs) thanks for making life difficult. Uh, So non-denominational meaning they don't really have, I don't know, I call it soup cans, right? Right. Because when you go to a church, uh, if you go to like a church of Christ, you already know uh, basically what they represent based upon the Mm. title church of Christ, right? Which would be, uh, they're probably not going to have a band, Right. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, they're probably gonna preach on uh being baptized Mm -hmm. like instantaneously. Right. Lord's supper. Yep. Mm -hmm. They're they're gonna do Lord's supper every time. Mm -hmm. Right. And they're and it's very structured. And the structure is gonna be the same every week. Yep. Right. That's what you're gonna get with that soup can because you're gonna know this is what Church of Christ is. This is what it represents. Now there's gonna be some deviation from that, but for for the most part, that's what that can is. Right. Right. So then, when you get into non denominational it could have started out as a Church of Christ, but then maybe over time they've decided, yeah, we're still holding with the Church of Christ, uh, but we've decided we're going to start having a band, right? Mm. Right. So so then now it's kind of moved away from Church of Christ. It's not the same. Hmm. So technically non-denominational. And so eventually over time is as they can, you know, the slippery slope, so to speak, of adding one thing, changing one thing to progress with culture or whatever you want to call it, you've not become, you are no longer a church of Christ. Right. You are now non-denominational because mm. there's no denomination that describes what you've become.
0: Ah, uh, yeah. See, cause I mean, I thought that was interesting because denomination just means division, right? Like mm. it just means like a divide, right? Like we, we are categorized by, you know, these sets of doctrines or this teaching or this style of preaching or this way of dressing or this style of, you know, it, it, it is interesting. Um, but, but a non-denominational church, it seems like they're trying not to alienate people, you know, so, so yeah, which, which fits with the culture because there's this big group of people called the nons. You ever heard of them? The nons, the Mm -hmm. non-affiliated group of people, right? So they're religious, they're spiritual, they're people who, you know, um, may, may or may not read their Bible on a daily basis. Um, but they, but they, they're kind of like church hoppers, right? They kind of, um. They're not affiliated within any one single denomination, right? Um, and, and that kind of fits that that category of non-denominational, right? Because why would you want to join if you had to accept a set of structures, A set right? of a rules, yeah, a just set of rules, kind of a set of laws, right? Like, like so. So if you could just go to a church and be not not seen, right, mm-hmm. or seen but not heard, or heard but not seen, or whatever you want right. to call it, right. Um, some people think that to be better. I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, maybe uh, if if you're listening, if you just, you know. Drop us a message on Instagram and tell us what do you look for in a church. Um, what do you what do you look for when you're when you're church shopping? <laughs> That's kind of <laughs> sure. weird to say. Like
1: window shopping. Yeah. <laughs> window shopping. <laughs> church yeah, shopping. But, but it is it is to me it's kind of dangerous to go to non denominational You have no oh, idea yeah. what you're running into. Yeah, you right? you have no idea what you're getting. Right. Yeah. You, it could be uh it could be where they're dancing and singing and speaking in tongues and doing all kinds of things. <laughs> right. Right. Because right. you just you just don't know what it started out as. Yeah. So that's that's kind of where where it becomes kind of difficult. That's why one of the reasons why I I typically, if I'm gonna, for some reason, I decide I want to look for a church, I'm not gonna go to a non-denominational unless I know what it kind of started out as. Yeah. What would you go to instead of (laughs) non-denominational?
0: Like this? Yeah. Pull it down to you. Pull it down to you. I'm scared to touch it. No, don't worry about it. It's not gonna fall now. There's no holes. There's no holes in the thing, dude. Oh, okay. Yeah.
2: Where would you go instead? Probably Baptist. Yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Why? I don't know. I, I, I actually, a lot of the boxes that, in my mind, that uh, that check off for me what I think, how I think it should be. Now, that's not to say all Baptist churches are great. Right. Right? Just so. like you can say the same thing about pretty much everything else. Yeah. So, um, I guess then the question you're going to ask, which I'd preemptively ask it, is, well, why are you at the Church of Christ then, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's a good question. Okay. Uh, Do you want me to to answer it?
2: (laughs) Okay. So basically, uh, my dad was a preacher at Ripon Church of Christ for 12, 13 years. So I grew up in the church. Um, And then after a while, there was some division and we sort of split apart from that church and tried to start our own thing. Um, So really for me, I just go to Church of Christ out of tradition because it's kind of what my family has done since my grandparents. And so I just kind of follow along in suit. And, I mean, I've met good people here, and there are some things I don't fully agree with or fully disagree with, but I'm still here, and I still respect the church, and I know a lot of people here, and I respect them. So.
1: Yeah, and that's one of the things that I was kind of uh, going to lead this conversation to a little bit was mm. that, that, that I think it, it comes down to it doesn't matter where you end up going. Well, it does, but it doesn't, right? Yeah. Because mm. the fact of the matter is, is as long as you understand uh, where you sit with, with the theology Right. Yeah. And maybe it doesn't align perfectly with Church of Christ, or maybe it doesn't perfectly align with Baptist or right. Mennonite brethren or you name it. Right. right. Sometimes you're going to have to take that and go, you know what? It's not that big of a deal to me. I'm still going to end up in the same spot. I don't need to argue about it. Yeah. I could still learn from it. It's fine. You know what I mean?
0: Right. 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 I mean, that, I mean, and that's you know we talked about it before. You're there because your wife, right? You got introduced to it through your wife. I got introduced to it through my wife when I was younger. Um, you grew up in it. Yeah. I think Caesar was introduced through his wife, right? Um, so there's a lot of people that are introduced through. That's that's a good that's a good you know kind of note to make that a lot of people are in are where they are because they're introduced by somebody else. Yeah. Um, but we never I so like I, I didn't go to church so and I would have never walked into a church building by myself. Not a chance. Yeah, you know, I was gonna say not a chance in hell, but you know, not, not, not a chance. To right? Say to say I just it. said it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but there was not a chance I was gonna walk into a church. Like I didn't. There was nothing I was looking for, um, and and so my my teaching style and my evangelistic style is based on okay. 17 year old me right what is 17 year old me looking for what is 17 year old me intrigued with interested in Mm. and how do i how do i reach that guy right well the way that i reach that guy is through building a relationship you know Mm -hmm. uh the way that i reach that guy is is going and doing things and eventually working out the conversation because i you know i mean i had i had uh a a couple of friends who whose dad was a pastor at a at a Pentecostal church before I met cheyenne mm. and I remember he he was the one that really kind of you know uh, tipped my mind about it right he he would you know we were having a conversation we were talking about evolution atheism and he was so calm and he was so unjudgmental and he was so he, he would just ask questions like, well, why do you believe this? and what he did was he made me think about it yeah. And, and he didn't, he didn't assert his, his beliefs upon me. And I appreciated that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and later used that myself where I don't assert a belief o- upon somebody. And some, that may not be some people's tactic. That may be something that people disagree with, but, but I, I, I look, I look in that direction because right. I think it's effective. Right. right. You're just trying so, to make them ask questions. Yeah. And and so then, then what, then really look at, really define the question, right? What do you look for in a church, right? Mm-hmm. Like more so, what should we be looking for in a church?
1: Uh, truth. Truth, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. I think that's one of the things that uh, a lot of churches lack nowadays, right? right. Truth. Yeah. Um, and I guess the question is, what do you mean by that, right? So to me, to me truth is uh, the word of God. Mm-hmm. So if somebody is preaching on the word of God, and not skewing it one way or another, mm. then I know that that to me that there's truth there, yeah mm. right so it it's not usually one uh one sermon it's usually like maybe two sermons you can get it, but uh' it? yeah, but yeah, I mean it just to me that's what it is it's it's usually it's usually if you can if you can sit through the sermon and you're taking notes and you're paying attention and you're understanding where he's going and it seems logical and it makes sense and it follows uh scripture then mm. yeah then yeah. You're, you're, usually for me that's that's not and, I and
0: typically that. typically that's a mark of a healthy church healthy leaders mm. um that kind of thing because that is that is another area of problem we could talk about one we talked about uh a while back with uh with or the last episode we we put out with jovon and garrett right and we said that healthy leaders make healthy churches right that, how important that was that that you that the leadership right whoever's leading that church whether it's the pastor or the preacher or the elders that they're uh, that they're healthy individuals yeah um, you know so how how would you what would you say what would you say are some characteristics of of healthy leaders
2: charisma I think number one out of all can of can be someone who talks, can be yeah yeah,
0: yeah. it can I, be I think
2: someone who just walks up and talks to people I mean. You see people like Nick go to the gym and he has more friends than anyone I've ever seen. So it's awkward. I'm not shy. Yeah, I know. <sighs> Anyways, so, you know, you have people who just go out and talk and they aren't asking like they're not asking too much. They're not prying too much. You just say, hey, have you ever heard about God? No. Cool. Are you interested? No. No. Cool. And then you ask some questions about it. That's a process that I've seen happen over and over and over again. But at the same time, I've seen people pry too hard and it draws a lot of people away.
0: And usually how it goes is like, oh, what do you do for a living? Oh, I'm a (laughs) preacher. Oh, really? What church do you preach at? Yeah, Like, oh, I'm not really the preacher, but I'm... You know, I work with the preacher. Uh-huh. Under you know, under the preacher, I'm the preacher's assistant. Assistant um, to the preacher. <laughs> assistant to the preacher. Uh, but yeah, that's usually how it goes for me. It's like, and then and then the conversations, like you know, especially in this area because it is a highly religious area. It's like mm-hmm. I've heard, um, I've heard people call it the Bible Belt, of California, right? Which you wouldn't think, like in California, there's a lot of religious, but there's a ton yeah. of churches in this. Well, in this area, at one time, oh, there's yeah. a lot bigger churches. Well specifically bigger churches bigger churches of Christ bigger churches in general in this area than there is in the rest of California because mm-hmm. um, you go up you you go up just you know a couple hundred miles up north and you see half of what you do here oh yeah uh, it's crazy you know mm-hmm. so um, but yeah I forgot where I was going with that <laughs> looking for healthy leadership, leaders right yeah, yeah. Were talking leaders, about leadership yeah.
1: so I mean I'd like to hear a little more about what you think about leadership because I think, I think, yeah, charisma, maybe. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Well, uh, you
2: also have to know things. I mean,
1: sure. So I would say wisdom, right? Yeah. Yep. Wisdom, that's intelligence, a, a good, charisma. Yeah. I
2: think you need all of it for it to actually uh-huh. function and keep people together. I mean, right. you can't, you have to know what you're saying. And if you misspeak, well, there goes that. Right. I mean, I've seen people who just walk on eggshells for the most part, and that's not fun, but you know, they stick around and they try to spread the word, but you know, I don't
0: know. Just. Well, another thing I was thinking about was um, what uh, what first when first when Paul describes um, overseers or elders mm-hmm. in in First Timothy three, right. um, and he and he talks about the, the two parts of of those qualities that that match those leaders. Right? One he says um, that that per individual is to be above reproach, and then he gives a list of okay, what is above reproach? Right? Yeah. And then the second one is. Um, uh that he manages or leads his household well i think the word is actually lead so i have to look it up mm-hmm. but um let me just double check here um just to be on just to be on the safe side um and and he gives this list of what I would call qualities, not qualifications. Right. A right. lot of times we get to mix it up. We say, "Well, these are the qualifications of, mm-hmm. of you know." Especially in the Church of Christ, we get um, these are the qualifications of elders. And you have yeah. to meet all of these qualifications to be an elder. No. Um, when in reality, when you really take a look at at the text and you and you identify what's being said, you just want to find qualities. It's a description, well. yeah. right? It's a description of okay. You're not looking for this man.
2: Do you fit who, the mold? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It,
0: well, and and not even that. Like it. It's more of a. Uh, a description of, well, like, look what he says. Um, an overseer then must be above reproach. The husband of one white temperate, prudent, respectable, hospitable, able to teach, not addicted to wine or pugnacious, but gentle, peaceable, free from the love of money. He must be. And then here's the second one. He, he must manage. Um, he must be one who manages his household well. And if I remember right, it's the same word. Well, it's not going to show me now. <laughs> um, I don't know what that word means. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, lead, rule, or uh, rule over or manage, right? So you could take any one of those. But I, I typically think of like, you know, when you're uh, managing your household well, it could be uh, rules his household well, right? Is right. he a loving leader? Is he a servant leader? Is he is he an individual who puts the needs of others before himself? Yeah. You know, it's kind of what I think Paul is describing there. But I, but I find that I find that text uh, particularly interesting when you're talking about um, who's who's leading the church, who's leading the people, right? Yeah, um, is is a is a healthy leader um, someone <laughs> who's angry, all you know, who mm-hmm. has a short temper? Um, <laughs> is is a healthy leader someone who reacts right um, to something very quickly without thinking it through, right? And mm-hmm. just like Justin said, you know, you said wisdom. Um, and I thought that was, I thought that was good, you know, because a, a, why, a characteristic of a, why of a, of a healthy leader is someone who understands the way the world works and its right. realities. Right. Yeah. And then, a, and then, and then helps to move along the troubled children in such a way that allows them to grow and understand where their dips and flaws are. Right. right. Just like all of us have, we all have dips and flaws, but, but a good, you know, uh, I guess another one you could say, uh, is um like over in Galatians one and two where he's talking about how to, he's talking about um how how do you bring a a lost person like one of your lost brothers back yeah. right and uh, man I I really took I really took that passage to heart um because what he says there is that let me just pull it up um <laughs> he says if anyone is caught in trespass you who are spiritual restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness right yeah. I mean, I mean that you know. Would would you want <laughs> would you want someone to like come and yell at you and tell you, "Hey, you're doing wrong." You know, pull no. your side in the hallway and <laughs> and in front of your kids and tell you, "Like, hey, you can't do that." No, you know,
2: no. I I don't think anybody wants to be yelled at, you're especially right. at church. I mean, you're supposed to be peaceful, gentle, kind people, but you know, there's always the exception. Someone will yell at you eventually.
0: Right. So the important part of this is that you know when you're looking for a church, look for healthy leaders. Right. Right. Um, people who you know not only fit that description, but, Mm -hmm. but model those characteristics of someone who is gentle, someone who is kind, someone who is, you know, a a servant, not a servant of self, but a servant of others. Right. Right. Um, You know, I I don't think that, you know, you would want somebody to rebuke you and, and, you know, be angry with you. That probably just puts you away, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. What are you looking at over there, Justin? (laughs) So,
1: So I, um, I refer back to the old Testament a little bit on it. Okay. Right? So I kind of like what Moses had to say whenever, uh, he's, we're in Deuteronomy. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Deuteronomy 17, uh, whenever he's going over the principles of a king. Oh, Okay. Okay. So obviously he's just kind of going over everything before he passes away. Right. right. And, uh, it, he's pretty much prophesying that they're going to ask for a king. Mm. Right. <clears throat> And it says uh, 14. So we're in seventeen fourteen. That's where we're at. When you come to the land which the Lord your God has giving you and possess it, dwell in it and say, I will set a king over me like the nations that are around me. You shall surely set a king over whom uh, your brother and you shall set a king over you. Uh, let's see. You may not set a foreign over you who is not your brother, but he, sh- uh, but he shall not multiply horses for himself nor cause the people to return to Egypt to multiply horses for the Lord has said to you, you shall not return that way ever again. Hmm. Neither shall he multiply wives for himself, uh, lest he, his heart turn away, nor shall he uh, greatly multiply silver or gold for himself. Right. Hmm. Also it shall be when he sits on the throne of the kingdom, he shall write himself a copy of, the, of this law in a book from one before the priests and the Levites, and it shall be with him, and he shall read it all the days of his life, and he should, and he may learn to fear the Lord his God, and be careful to observe all the words of the law of these statutes, that his heart his heart may not be lifted above his brethren, he may not turn aside from the right or the left of the commandment. Uh, yeah, and that way he can uh, prolong the days of his life. Right. So I find that one of the things that I do all the time, because I think this is pretty wise to say, hey, read it every day. Right. Right, so you're doing you're doing something every day so that you don't become, uh, you know, haughty. I guess you could yeah. say, or yeah. above everybody else. You're yeah. not putting yourself above. Yeah, you don't want a
0: power hungry.
1: Yeah, right. And that's and that's the <laughs> other thing that you're leader. talking about, right? Yeah, you don't want right. a power hungry leader. Somebody who's trying to make money, which is uh, kind of a mirrored in uh, what you read just yeah. a little bit ago. It's yeah. like as somebody who can Free take care from the of the love of money. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He's not going after his own gain. He's, he's looking after, after the people. He's not in it for himself. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And he and doesn't so
0: prioritize th- material things over spiritual things.
1: Yeah. And I, and I think that is something that, that I think the leadership should be doing. Uh, and I think that goes along. I know that it's, it's Deuteronomy and it's talking about the king. But I think that that also applies to someone who's trying to be a pastor or trying to be part of the church. You should be be doing those things.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think that's a. I think that's a. You know, I mean, uh, well, I think it was one of our elders. I was having coffee with him one time, and um, he always said that he wanted to be. You know, Larry. Um, he said that uh, he wanted to be a, a preacher, and his mother told him, "Don't be a preacher. We have enough of those. Live your life to be an elder." <laughs> mm. So in other words her her admonition to him was that you live your life to to be in a be in a shepherd's position where you can you can live and love and guide people right not necessarily because you have you'll have power over the people right um and and we didn't really talk about this in the last one but but the corporate structure model of the church, in my opinion often so you know it often creates unhealthy leaders because some of those guys are after power right mm-hmm.
1: um yeah and you could see that all the time on oh yeah. on youtube or whatever you'll see you'll see the guy who's like oh well they just bought me the wrong jet why didn't they get a bigger <laughs> jet right <laughs> <laughs> Come on, what's going yeah. on over here? But then the people are still giving them money. Like, right, what's going on? Right,
0: like what? You think this guy can forgive your sins or something? Like, what? <laughs> you know, like yeah, what are you, you doing? Told me
1: with another hundred dollars, <laughs> I'm I'm guaranteed to get in.
0: Yeah, yeah send us a hundred dollars. We'll uh, forgive your sins too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the son of kidding. man has the, has yeah. the ability to um, forget
0: really right? in reality just send us a hundred dollars and uh, no i'm kidding um but yeah that's but that corporate structure right so i always looked at it like like i was teaching my teens the other day and they were asking about like okay what's the deal with like church leadership and i was like well let me let me show you what it looks like first right yeah. let me show you what it looks like here and then let me show you what it looks like from a biblical perspective what it should look like because in our in our in our modern world, here's what we have: we have, you know, we have the CEO, right? In mm-hmm. um, some churches, different, right? It's like the pastor, then the elders, then the deacons, then the people, right? And mm-hmm. the people do whatever the deacons, the elders, and the pastor says, it's right?
1: Clearly, not a biblical approach. No, no,
0: but it's the same kind of corporate structure, only. Well, it's the same kind of cor- corporate structure that we see in the churches of Christ too. It's like you have the the elders, or you have a a head elder, right? Or you have a lead elder. but it's CEO, but it's in everyone else, right? It's a, it's an it's an unmanifested you know right. role of head elder, mm-hmm. and and then you have the preacher, and the preacher does everything that the elders, the elders tell them, them to them do, too. right? Yeah, they, they don't otherwise do you're fired, and uh, and then if and then um, so the preacher the, uh, the preacher does the elders' work. Mm-hmm. The uh, the elders do the deacons' work, and the deacons have nothing to do. I think is the same how the yeah. same goes, right? Yeah. Um, but but it's flawed. But then you look from a biblical perspective, like I go to, I go to Ephesians four, you know, to find the horizontal line of of healthy leadership because I think Paul describes it there.
1: Yeah. Let's look at it real quick. Yeah.
0: Let's look at it. Let's look at it. It's a good one. Um. And and, and he lists this these different. Uh, groups of people, he says, and he gave some as apostles, and some as prophets, and some as evangelists, and some as pastors and teachers for right the equipping of the saints for the work of service for the building up of the body of Christ. I mean, I think that says all it needs to say right there. Mm-hmm. Right, it's not, it is not um, he gave the apostles to direct the prophets uh, to you know micromanage the evangelists. And give the pastors lots of money, right? No. I mean, that's not <laughs> that's not what he says, right? No, he 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 creates this horizontal line, yeah, and he says everybody has a role,
1: yeah. Everyone same, should be on the same level, like, like, yeah, yeah. Make, yeah. The, Isn't yeah. that crazy? Yeah, yeah, it's the same as like a bo- the body, right? Everybody, right. everybody has their task to do, and so it's up to the person to find that task and do it, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Some people, like I, I, I think I mentioned it once before. I mean, I might not be a sniper. But I can I can sure make a sandwich for the guy who shouldn't be moving, or yeah. <laughs> I can I can get his bullets for him. You know yeah, what I yeah. mean. So yeah. that's that's kind of the concept. I might not be the sniper, but I can make sure the sniper does his job. I can yeah. help him do his job. Yeah, right? right. There's something that I can do that he can't. Maybe he can't get up. Well, I can get up. That's no problem.
0: Right. right, and and that aligns with the with the spiritual gift com- concept in First Corinthians twelve right where he says Everyone. everybody every individual in Christ has been given an individual gift right yeah. and it is and it has manifested itself in those people through the spirit right mm-hmm. for a purpose right to build up the body right yeah. uh, again it totally fits what Paul said but, but people don't understand the horizontal model, and they think there's got to be a person at the top with all the power, with all the decisions, right. with all there the money. Has, there has to be a right? power structure. And that's what we teach. And, and, you know, it's like it's not like I'm going to, you know, go through and tell it, you know, hey, you're going to hell for doing this, because I, I don't. But if you could just get a group, if you could just get people to see it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, look, everybody has a role. You have a part, you have a part, right? Just like Justin said. And that was, I mean, when you, when you said that illustration, that kind of opened my eyes a little bit to, like, I was like, oh, okay, Like I get, I get what you're saying, right? Like this, this role that I have is different than your role. Like your role would be giving me bullets. Um, And maybe, maybe my, (laughs) maybe I'm not the shooter, but maybe I'm the spotter, right? right? So maybe I'm the one that's moving and he's the one that's, you know, sitting there pulling the trigger, right? Right. Right. Um, But it lines up with that concept. So in a healthy church, you look for, well, I mean, we, we discussed the first two, right? We look for truth, right? Are they teaching the word of God? Truthfully, yeah. right? Are they twisting the scriptures? Are, Are they,
2: they traditionalist? Are they non traditional? Well,
0: yeah, because traditionalism can cause you to move away from right, from, the, from the scripture yeah, itself. It, yeah, it can move you, it can move you away from that from that Can you describe that please for people who do traditionalism
2: don't know? versus non-traditionalism? Yes, please. Okay. So traditionalism, as far as I know, is where a church follows a set of rules that they preemptively set for themselves. A non traditionalist goes usually against those rules or usually against what the Bible will say that are supposed to be as in tradition. So it really just, it's the two big extremes of churches.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think that was a pretty good description. Thank you. Yeah, that was pretty good. But yeah. So, so, and, in, in and, in and a lot of, um, you know, a lot of people and look at scripture and they say like, you know, like they'll, they'll misuse it. They'll say, well, this is the rule. Cherry picking. Yes. Yeah. So cherry pick. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what they do. Yeah. They say this is the rule that scripture says. Okay, I see what you're saying, but did you grab did you grab the context of of that rule you just or, had, or, you know, or they
1: or they just choose a rule to bend. Right. Right? Because it doesn't suit what they think. Right. Uh, it doesn't the allow them to, wanting, to hold their power. Yeah. I mean because, that goes into that goes into what uh is talked about when the people will be uh, looking for something that'll make their ears tingle. They're not mm-hmm. interested in the word anymore. We were just talking about truth. that today. Yeah. yeah we we're, were just talking about that today
0: in the, in the car, we're coming back from the gym and we're driving. Uh, and I said, you know what? Well, you know, what's interesting to me is like, I, I had heard this saying, like, you know, coming up in the church, like there'll be a time when, you know, people will, you know, want you, want, to, tickle want you to tickle their ears. Right. I think it's in second Timothy four, two through four. And the way I'd always in, heard that passage interpreted was, you know, hey, we're we're the denominations are in the age of the ear mm-hmm. tickling, right? Yeah. Like they're not challenging the people to commit to more, right? But we are. Yeah. Yeah. You get up and you preach a position of difference and you and you make preach a good argument and you make an explanation and you challenge them, they don't like that, right? No. But the guys who will preach what people want to hear are the ones who are making the most money, who have you know, <laughs> who, are, who are who are the most popular, who are the most powerful. And and it, it, that just totally it is in contrast to to what you hear people in the churches of Christ say, right? It's the opposite, right. right? It's like we should be challenging people. We should be making people. We should think, be we thinking should, our own things, we right? Think. We should have our own thoughts. Like you know, I mean, you, you know, you re, do you really think somebody's going to go to hell because they have because they think differently? No, uh, because they because they have a different you know you belief about something. No, I something. Don't think so. You know, I mean, I mean, you can't you can't base someone's salvation, and that's a whole other issue in and of itself based upon what somebody is thinking in their own mind because they never, may never express that to you, but they may fall in line just so they're not you right. know, exiled um, from the pack, right? Mm-hmm. This is interesting. Did you have
1: something? Yeah, so it's uh, 2 Timothy four 3-4. to For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itchy ears, they will uh, heap up for themselves teachers, and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. Mm. So, I mean, it, that's—I it, know that's happened all over oh, time, yeah. Yeah. right? But it just seems like nowadays it's even more so because most people don't even crack open their Bible, no, right? No, and so this is the—is this is the, the danger in that is not understanding the truth enough to understand or discern when somebody is lying or trying to right. deceive you.
0: Those are a lot of things that there's a lot of ways that people can be deceived these days. Social media is one of those things, right? Like, so when you see a guy doing a, you know, I don't know, take a, take a gamble. You know, you could see it for, for me, it's like watching a guy kill an elk. Well, was he on public land or was he on private land at a ranch where the guide was like, Hey, go shoot that one. You know, like what, what was it? What's the reality of that hunt? Right. Because the reality of the hunt is the guy, the guy just pointed out, like, go shoot that one. Uh, Is that really hunting or is it just like killing a cattle in a, you know, in a slaughterhouse, you know, I mean, you, you don't, you don't know. And I'm not, you know, unauthenticating anybody's hunt. I'm just saying that I'm just saying that that's a a way that we're to see the kind of, I mean, we talked about it. We talked about it in our our Sunday morning class, of the teens, we talked about this idea of deception, and how there are a lot of people who are out there deceive, de- deceiving other people for an impression. Yeah. Right. And uh, you know, that's that's not the right way to do things, right? You know. I mean, mm. we could we could spend a whole another podcast talking about um, maybe this is the next one uh, living living an authentic Christian life, Ooh. Um, Ooh. which which would be a good one because you know I I'm not um, I'm not a, I, you know who I am on here is who I am in front of my family who I am at church I mean I I am who I am. You know, what you see is what you get. Yeah. You know, and I have people that will affirm that. <laughs> yeah, myself <laughs> you know, included. Like, but there are people who act, right? They yeah. go to church, they pretend, or, or they or they pretend all the time, right?
1: Right. Or maybe it could be that they backslid, right? Just like the Israelites backslide. So you could have somebody who's who's totally in it a hundred percent. You can tell they're in it a hundred percent, and they start going and they and they turn back and they look just like Lot's wife, right? Mm-hmm. And that's that's the pitfalls that a lot of people fall into, which is I liked what I was doing before. I don't see a problem with it. And then they turn. Right. 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 That's the issue.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's crazy to me. I just I can't you know, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. You know, I'm going to make mistakes, but I'm not going to sit there and try to pretend like I'm somebody I'm not.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, you started getting into like false converts. Right, I mean that's kind of the topic. False that, converts. That, that That'd you be a good topic too. Fall into it's yeah. like a false comfort kind of a thing where you 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 say you converted because you had an emotional whatever, <laughs> and so now you've you've been baptized. You're all for it, and then next week you're back at the bar. You're back picking up chicks. You're doing <laughs> yeah. whatever that you yeah. were doing before, not realizing that you really didn't change at all. Yeah. Right, right.
2: Well, I had um, I have a friend in high school. Uh, we don't talk that much anymore, but he used to go to a Pentecostal church, right? And he used to party. He used to drink a lot. Just, you know, have fun. Be a human guy who has all these problems. And so he goes to church with his girlfriend and they go and they're going to study. And then one day he just stops. He goes from this completely like different personality and then he goes to college and there he is drunk on the floor every night calling me on Discord and being like,
0: Caleb, help me.
2: You know, and I'm like, I don't, I don't know what you, you want me to do, man. I'm trying to help you, and every time I try to reach out to you, it's always getting pushed away more. And I think that happens a lot, especially in the younger generations.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, it was happening when I was coming in, right. coming up in church too. I mean, we had a, we had a girl. You know, we had, a, <laughs> I, I, I think I've told this story before, but we had like all teenage girls in that church that, that I started at, uh, and it was kind of funny because, you know, o- over a period of time, like my wife had two, my wife has two sisters, like her and her two sisters, mm-hmm. right? And then um, there was another family there. They had a teenage daughter and then there was, you know, some, you know, under, under teens, right? Uh, like uh, tweeners, I think is what you call them, right? They're like 10 like ten tweens. to 12, you know, in between 10 yeah. and 13, right? And uh, so you, you'd see it periodically and, um, you know, a girl bring a guy into church, right? Yeah. Like both of my sister-in-laws did it. You know, they mm-hmm. brought a guy. He came to church, you know, he went to church for a while. He got baptized, he was good in with the father-in-law. I wasn't like that. I was completely different. You know, <laughs> um, I was like, you know, you can uh, you can kiss the wall for all I care. Uh, I'm not doing what you tell me to do because I don't like people telling me what to do. Um, unless you have power and authority over me, um, you can lick dirt off the off the floor. And uh, you know, a lot of these other guys that would just come in and they're chasing a girl, right? Yeah. Um, and they're like, you know, they make this um, emotional decision because they're trying to get close to her. It really, in reality, that's what yeah, it is. Yeah. And maybe, at, maybe at, at a point it was genuine, but, but the reality of it is, you know, it, it's like, you want her to trust you more, right? Yeah. For what? So you can get her pants. Like, yeah. you know, I mean, like what, what's, what's the deal? You know, we had a couple of guys in there and one guy I remember in particular, I mean, he, he was probably there for three weeks, uh, three months maybe before he got baptized. He got baptized, man. He was all good with the dad and then they broke up and he was gone. It wasn't there anymore. Yeah. You know, and and it's like it's like you that th- this is I mean, this is a I mean, maybe maybe it's not a problem we can solve. Right. You know? Um maybe we just need to question those people a little more when they kind of like are oh, are you really all about well that? i mean like,
2: also after like a breakup or something like that it could be hard to just go into the same place as them as well i mean you don't yeah, have everything yeah but i mean i get where you're coming from right right and
0: it's not like i you know and then I, I i met up with that same guy later and i was like hey man are you going to church somewhere else nope. no no mm. no no he was just i'd see him you know he worked at a gas station i'd see him in yeah. there every once in a while you know um, and then we, just, then we, then you also have the stragglers, right? Like they, they're convicted. They really are convicted. I mean, I think you could model it to the parable of the sower, right? Yeah. Where he talks about the thorny thorny soil and the rocky soil and the, and the good soil. Mm-hmm. I think there's four. I can't remember what the other one is. The rocky. There's the one with the birds. The one that gets the, choked out. Yeah, yeah. The one that gets choked out, right? Mm-hmm. By the, by the care, cause he's worried about the cares of the world, right? Mm-hmm. So, so you could, you could chalk it up to that, that it's, it's all about the response of the people, right yeah. and when jesus is explaining that to the disciples he's saying look you know you're going to get people to respond but ultimately it's those people's choice yeah whether or not they submit themselves to god you know and uh, i mean that is yeah i don't i don't know i don't know what to do about that <laughs> so
1: so with all that being said so then the question is for those for those people that are around that age what what should they be looking for instead of looking for a girlfriend, right? <laughs> right? What should they be doing if they're trying to find a church? Let's say mm-hmm. someone who's maybe 18 or 16 to 18, right? Yeah.
0: Focus on focus on you. Focus on on building you. Become the person you're looking for, the person what become the person you're looking for, the person you're looking for is looking for. That's a twisty statement, but like become the person become you, what you want. Become them what to they attract. need so that you can attract the right person. Right. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? That's kind of a sticky state. Sure. Sticky. But I
1: mean, the question is more of, okay. <laughs> my question is more like this, right? Uh, sticking a little more closer to the topic, I guess is where I was going. Oh, okay. Cause I know, gotcha. I, I, cause I know that, that, that maybe there might be somebody who like, maybe they're going to a Catholic church. and mm. They don't want to go to a Catholic church anymore. Yeah. Maybe they're going to a Pentecostal church. They don't want to go to a Pentecostal church anymore. Right, because it's where their parents keep taking them and they just yeah. want to try something different, right. right? So, then how does that person uh, know or decide which church to go to? I guess that's what I would ask.
2: I think reaching out, I mean, it doesn't hurt. I have had friends who go to a Catholic church, and he recently reached out to me and was like, closer, sorry. Yeah, yep. I had a friend who's from a, a Catholic church, and he recently came up to me and was like, Hey, Caleb, you're a preacher's son, right? And I was like, Yeah, he's like, do you have any recommendations on where to go to church? And I gave him three different places. He's like, okay, I'll try it out. So, I mean, if it works for him, it works for him. I don't fully know yet, but you yeah. know, just reaching out, finding people, finding preachers. I mean, I know a lot, whole bunch of people from high school that went to different churches and everything, and it doesn't hurt to just ask someone.
0: Right. I, th- I think if you, I think if you're looking for a, a different church, number one, you need to look, are they, are they unbiasedly teaching scripture? Right. So, does their interpretation of scripture corrupt what the scripture is actually saying? Right. Number one, which means you need to be reading your Bible. Um, you need to be to the best of your ability looking at the culture and the history that these people were living in when when these books were written, so that you're not deceived about the application. Right. And then finding those nuggets of truth that that allow you to. Um, know what it is that God wants you to become, and two, um, you need to, you know, you need to, and usually that's a pretty, pretty good sign of of the next one, which is healthy leaders, right? Yeah. You want to make sure that your church has healthy leaders, right? You don't want uh, leaders that are micromanaging, you don't want leaders that are power hungry, you don't want pe- leaders that are money grubbing, you don't want, you don't want those kind of guys because their character in some way is flawed in such a way that they will always be chasing that thing. Right. Right. That next, that next thing. Mm-hmm. And, and when you have that, that's, uh, that's problematic.
1: Yeah. One of the things that I also uh, was thinking when you were talking about uh, a little bit earlier about uh, the structure of the church, uh, it seems corporate. Yeah. And I wonder if, I wonder if it has to do with uh, the way the government's involvement in the church is right. Meaning, Hey, if you want to be a church, this is how you incorporate the church, right? You have to have this person or that person or the other one. And these are the roles they have to play, right? right? And I wouldn't be surprised if that's a fact. I don't know personally. I just know how business works. And yeah. I know how you have to structure the business in order to make uh, correct with the government, yeah. and the different mm-hmm. states. And you do have to have a hierarchy, right? Huh. It has to be, okay, who's the, who's the director? who's the president yeah who's the guy that right who's the uh, treasurer right who's the secretary right those are the things that you have to have in order to have the mm-hmm. business i'm not certain if that's how the church works but i wouldn't be surprised and so and, and with that being said then it wouldn't surprise me that you get in some churches where maybe a person who got into the treasurer position is now uh stealing money that shouldn't yeah. be Right. Yeah. He's just in the wrong position. He shouldn't be there. Right. You know what I mean?
0: And and the church shouldn't be dictated by it. I think you make a good point. The church shouldn't be dictated by it, what the government desires. Right. Um, and, and the church should be allowed to function as its organism rather than being controlled by a government that cares nothing about them.
1: Yeah. I mean, they just care about money. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, let's just be real.
0: I mean, we're a 501c3, so we're a nonprofit. We're a nonprofit organization which means they're, they're not set up to take money. It's not run like a business. Um, and therefore it's not allowed to, you you don't have to pay taxes on what is given to the church. I think that's right. You look it up.
2: So, uh, I just looked up what it takes to be a church in California Uh, You do need a board of directors or the, yeah. So you need to have at least some form of organization. So usually the eldership or the preachers as like a form of a board.
0: Right. Which, which makes the elders think that they have power over everybody else. Right. Right. But then there are churches that they do like the congregational style of board, right? Where they make decisions based as a congregation can be good and bad. Democracy. uh, Depending on, you know who's involved and right. who's the strongest personality and has the strongest opinions. <laughs> well, I mean,
2: I want to know what do you think the church should be like oligarchical or democracy? Do you know what either our, of those words are? I don't oh, think I've oligarch, ever heard. Okay. So an oligarchy is a collection of leaders that work as one being. So uh-huh. sort of like the eldership. Yeah. So the eldership would be a form of an oligarchy. Mm-hmm. So would you prefer an oligarchy or a democracy?
0: Uh, oligarchy. Yeah. Yeah, I think because
1: I think that's how it's structured, with Jesus at the head. I think you'd have to define democracy then, because I, I okay. think some yeah. people might be a right. little bit confused. If, I use big words. I'm no, 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 like no, a vote, okay. like a vote. Like yeah. yeah. So just a whole everybody bunch of has to say. So
2: everyone yeah. can vote on different things picked by
0: everyone else. Yeah, you know, just. But I also think that's ine- inefficient and ineffective.
2: Well, yeah, but I mean, if you want to have everyone be on this flat linear scale, don't you think it no, should no, be no, a democracy no, no. Like no that? The
0: the leaders the the leaders of the church work on an, work on an even keel scale. Okay. Right. On a flat, flat horizontal line, just like, just like it says in Ephesians 4.11. Right. So, yeah. Right. Some are pastors, some are teachers, some are
1: evangelists, some are apostles. Right? right. So what happens whenever you have to make a decision then? Who's making yeah. the decision?
0: Yeah. A collective decision. Okay. Of, so then of that's of the democracy leaders. then. So that democracy? But it's not, it's not a collective decision of the congregation.
1: No, no, it's no, a no. collective
0: decision of the leaders. Right, the board right.
1: gets together and makes a decision. Right. Yeah,
0: I guess you call it a board, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Right. I mean, for yeah. all legal purposes. For legal purposes, right? <laughs> yeah. It's for legal purposes, right? The Board, right. Yeah. The board yeah.
1: sits down. They open the the board right. meeting minutes. They discuss whatever it needs to be discussed. Disgusted. Uh, discussed. <laughs> disgusted. <Right. laughs> <laughs> it disgusting. Uh, and then you you say yay or nay, right? And then that's the decision. Yep. Sometimes.
0: Sometimes it's a three and a half hour long conversation that goes absolutely nowhere. And in 4,000 spiraling circles all the way to the bottom of a pit. Fun. Yeah. Uh, Just Uh, kidding. That is a corporation. Yeah. Yeah. But that's, that's what I'm saying. I I think, I I think idealistically and I I think idealistically that, that everybody works together to make the church function, right? Like, you know, um and, and here's the other thing. There's a lot of religious groups that see other religious groups as enemies, right? Yeah. And, and what what do you think? What do you think Satan wants Division. us to think? Right. We he wants us to think that other people are our enemies, right? Wants when when again in the same the letter, I think it's uh I think it's uh six twelve uh, Ephesians six twelve. He says our enemy is not flesh and blood, right? But the prince of the power of the air. Um, but uh, against uh, the world forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places, right? So he mm-hmm. he essentially says that it's not our war is not against people, no, right? But the exact thing, but like so then think idealistically, right? What if everybody's on the same page? Everybody agrees, nobody divides, nobody takes their ball and goes home. Everybody works together, understands their part, understands their role, right? What do we accomplish?
2: Nothing we would be robotic at that point
1: i feel no no i don't think so no i don't think so no no you would you would increase your the body would increase right yeah
0: right i i absolutely i absolutely think that because if we, you know and this is why it's so important when you're establishing a church or if you're in a small church somewhere you know setting up a vision i i think um what the church well may, mainly where we're at right. the church is christ what we lack is is setting a vision out and going, okay, this is where we want to go. We don't have goals. Right. right. This is this is ideally, this is our vision for the church in the next 10 years. We want yeah. it to be this, the X, Y, Z. And you sit down and you spread it out and you set it out. Excuse me. And then you go, you filter everything you do through that vision. Right. And along with your mission, right? Mm. So... As every church would say, their mission was to go out and make disciples. You know, baptize the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Right. So our our mission is clear, right. but our vision is often unclear. Yeah. Right. Um. And, and even running out of breath, talking too much. I'm just <laughs> kidding.
1: Yeah. yeah. There it is. There it is. The preacher. Yeah,
0: there's the preacher in me. Yeah. Um, Keep
1: going. I Thought we weren't going to get preachy today. No, I, no. There I it know. is. It's full
0: blown. Already. Oh, I know. I've been experiencing
2: it since it started, man. What? You being preachy?
0: Oh yeah, yeah. I get that way. So I was strained. It's all right. Yeah. No but it's in my nature, man. But I don't I honestly don't
1: think that the church was ever meant to be a giant conglomeration of people, right? I still think the church was meant to be a small group of people out of somebody's house. Mm-hmm. And I don't think if you look at Paul's example, yeah, he was out making tents while he was preaching. Right. Right? So I don't think it's a full time job. I never thought it was a full time job, no offense. Right. <laughs> But the fact fact of the matter is, is that (laughs) you should be supporting yourself, just like I have to support myself. And if I want to choose to do something for the church, if that be preaching, then why can't I? Why can't I share that with my work? Why do I have to quit? I have to quit. I'm going to full time be a preacher. Now I I just don't. I think you've become too corporate, right? And I think that's a lot of what turns a lot of people off to churches nowadays. Is that it's it turned into a corporate entity that's only interested in money. Mm-hmm. Right? sometimes sometimes yeah i mean for the most part from the people that i know that don't go to church that's the response so that's how they see it yeah all right right that's so crazy so that's why i say it that way because yeah. i i know too many people that that's what it is i yeah. mean it may not be for you whoever right. it is it's on the other side yeah. listening but it seems to me that that seems to be the the main issue that comes across is for a corporate entity that's looking to get my money mm.
2: for the people that i've talked to at least in my personal life Um, A lot of the time, it seems that it's just so spiteful and hateful in the church. It's not usually a monetary reason. It's just that we preach good morals, but for the most part, our members are saying something else. Yeah, hypocrites. Hypocrites, right. There's a lot of hypocrisy in the church, and that's driven a lot of people away from it. And just the idea in general, it's not just the greed. There's just a lot of corruption deep down in there. Sure.
1: And I think that goes back to what we're asked. To be doing, which is making disciples, right? Right, and I think that's a lot of thing. A lot of the time, the church doesn't even do that. No, right, right? And,
0: and the weight is put on the preacher, right? The preacher has to make disciples, right? The preacher's job isn't to
1: make a disciple. I'm sorry, yeah. right? Nope. So, in my opinion, making a disciple is we're both learning together, right? Yeah. So we sit down, we we study the Bible, we question Talk. each other, right. we grow. Yeah. Uh and I think that's what the church is lacking nowadays. It would not it depends on what church you go to. Maybe I'm making yeah. too much of a broad statement, but yeah. I don't see that. Mm,
0: yeah. Yeah. Um and, and you know, that's um that's uh that's a problem. <laughs> right. I mean you know, and I, that's I mean, that's
1: why that's why that's one thing like you were saying. If you want to make a church grow, which is a different topic than what we're kind of discussing, which is hey, if you want to know what a healthy church looks like, they should be making disciples, right? And so the question that I would have if I'm going to go visit a church and I'm looking at what they're doing, I would ask, or I'd try to find out, how is it they're going about making disciples, mm-hmm. right? Because that's one of the things that you that that's very scripture based. If they're not doing that, maybe they aren't so scripture based. Right? Like, do they have a small group thing, or are they doing something yeah. where the the, the, yeah. the leaders are working together with somebody to teach them, right? Right? How is that? How does that look?
0: Yeah. Yeah, and and really, ultimately, an elder's job is to is to work with people, right? That's an elder's job. They mm-hmm. they work and shepherd people, right? They're called shepherds. Yeah. Um. In uh, in some circumstances in scripture, not just elders. I think elders is old comes from an old testament uh, idea, but it was a but it was a, a um. And then there's uh I think like Jovan said there's like three different words for elder, and I can't yeah. even name what they are. Me neither. Um. But but they. Um, they describe different things about the elder. I at least know two of them. There's uh, Presbyteros, which is like an older man, and then there's Episcopos, which is like a shepherd. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um
1: And if you look at the Old Testament, it's kind of it's it's basically the older man of the tribe that had the most knowledge. Mm-hmm. Most wisdom. Right? Yeah. 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 The most the most wise, the most with knowledge. The wise old man.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Right. But then how do you then then you go back to it and you go, How do you uh, yeah, that might be easy in in a in a Jewish Uh, city or culture, but how do you establish that in a Roman province, in a Gentile culture, right? So I think that's why Paul has to describe right. it well, there he, in First he Timothy 3.
1: Yeah, he doesn't just, just describe it. I mean, he actually participates in some of it too, right. where he's like, no, the, these guys, these are the ones that are going to yeah. be helping you out, yeah. right? Well, uh,
0: what I forgot to mention earlier was, you know, the first chapter of 1 uh, Timothy, he talks about um, he talks about the teaching of the law, right? And he says, there's some that want to be teachers of the law, but they don't know what the law is. They don't know what they're teaching. They don't know what they're saying, Right. And they devote their time to endless genealogies and myths and fables. And then he says, only fit for old women, right? Like, you <laughs> know, just, he, and, and then he names those two elders, Alexander and Hymenaeus, at the end of the chapter. And he's describing the unhealthy, unhealthy leadership culture that's taking place in Ephesus. And he's telling Timothy, here's how you get a handle on it. These mm. guys are going to leave. They're trying to run the show. They're not healthy themselves. And they're causing problems and divisions within the church. Here's how you deal with it. Let me encourage you to keep going, keep pressing, keep fighting. Right. Right. Yeah. Despite. And, yeah. People. No.
1: Exactly. I mean, it kind of goes back to what I was alluding to with the Old Testament reading, right? Yeah. Which is the fact that if you're if they're not reading it and they don't have a good understanding of it, they shouldn't be in that role mm-hmm. to begin with. Yeah. Right. And so the only way to weed that person out is somebody else with knowledge. Right. Right. To to in, have that inquisitive uh, attitude. Right. And I think you would
0: expect that from a leader, right? You would expect a a leader to have some kind of knowledge, have a, have a skill for teaching, right. You know, an ability to teach an ability, uh, to, you know, um, control his temper control, uh, you know, be a, be a patient individual. I, I mean, you know, all the things you look for in a good man, like, you know, if you have a, if you have a good father, you know, you know, that a good father has some qualities and characteristics that are, that are, pretty unmatched specifically because that man chooses to put his family before himself. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's what you need to be looking for, right? Is a, is a man who, who possesses knowledge and ability to teach, who puts his family before himself, yeah. right? Because he is a healthy man that was probably raised by a healthy man that was probably mm-hmm. raised by a healthy man. You know that right. taught him how to be a man. Now, if somebody has, doesn't have anything to look at, they don't have anything to see. How how will they know what to be? Yeah. Like I like I didn't grow up with a you know a, a religious background, but I did grow up with a good father who had morals and values, who was taught by his father, who was taught by his father, who was taught by his, you know. Yeah. There, there's a good there's a good line of, of people in my family. Yeah. You know, we have our problems, our mistakes, our, our things that we do wrong. But, but, but the general across the board is that these are moral people who, you know, they say something, they stick to it, right? Um, they mean business when they make a commitment to marriage, they, you know, when they say they're going to do something, they're going to do something and, you know, and they do put the, and their family does come first and that's it. And so look for, you know, if you're looking for a new church, look for truth, right? Mm -hmm. Look for healthy leaders, Right, and look, look for, look for a family of people who are growing and and becoming disciples of Jesus, right. because ultimately that's what you want. You want an environment that an learns to grow. And maybe it's not a church building, maybe it's a house church. That's fine. You know, that's probably uh, better for people just getting it their foot in the door anyways. You know, you feel more comfortable in a home than you do in a church building. Right. You're so. most likely
1: going to learn more anyways. Right. Cause it, when you're in a smaller setting, you can bounce questions off without yeah. feeling like, Oh, well, yeah, I'm interrupting. I'm interrupting yeah. everything here. <laughs> yeah.
0: Were you saying you were interrupting cause no, you were looking no. at your phone? I was or just checking just, the time, man. I was no. just trying to finish the sentence. No, we've man. been on here about an hour. So Whoa. yeah, that's been a good conversation. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, yeah. Any cl- any final thoughts, questions? Final. Thoughts. <laughs> you got All about thirty seconds to go. No, I'm just
1: kidding. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I didn't know we were on a time. Yeah. Though. No, we're not. like, oh, it's look, okay. uh, I realized that we've hit one hour, so <laughs> for those of you at home, we're gonna wrap it up. <laughs> yeah, we're
0: gonna wrap it up, <laughs> so you guys don't yeah. have to listen too long. No. <laughs> any anything you wanted to say that you didn't get to say? <laughs>
2: Nick is shaking his head. <laughs> that Nick's
1: like, no, no talk. He, he, he wants to get <laughs> it over finish. with. That,
0: did you hear my, uh, my, uh, your beard? Soul patch? Yeah. <laughs> 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 mm-hmm. Nothing? Sure. You sure you got one more thing? No, I, I or, you're, honestly, or no. are you sure you're done? I, I don't have any, I don't have anything else. I think we need to talk to no? talk about. Um, but if you have any well, questions, I think we
1: should, I think you should describe the Trinity in, in such a way that a third grader would understand it. Hmm. <laughs> Yeah, so maybe that's for another time. I need it, I need it. <laughs> that way I know when I go to the church and then I realize what they're asking, I, I have an understanding of it. So if Bring I could Charlie in, here. in about a minute. Yeah, maybe maybe you could explain it to Charlie real quick so that she can explain it to me. <laughs>
0: I'd have to be a pretty good uh, teacher to do that. I don't know if I have the patience for it.
2: <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, you taught me, so I mean.
0: Taught you what? Everything. No, you're not no, as that's much dangerous. as a bonehead.
1: What? That's dangerous. <laughs> You're I'm still serious, a though.
0: I didn't teach you everything. No. You have a great mother who taught you a lot of that, things. That's very true. Yeah. So don't. Yeah. I told you not taught you not how to be an idiot. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> that part that part's <laughs> debatable. We work together, but I didn't teach you everything. You know, No, I know. That's true, but it's a very nice compliment if you yeah, did. That,
2: that was the point. And then no, you okay. made it very personal. Yeah, you I just like it. it I told little little you at, at the beginning
1: attack. of this one of the things we do is yeah, we stab each other. That's how it that. works. He's, he's yeah. only saying that because you're here. No, I uh, know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
2: yeah. Trust me. I go to this guy once a week every year. It's just, it's just this the yeah. entire time.
0: Yeah. Just sit there, and talk. Yeah. Two, three hours.
2: Yeah. All free time.
0: All right. I
2: appreciate you coming on. Yeah, of course. It's great to come on.
0: Yeah, anytime, man. I don't know. Well, I might be
2: yeah, in the Netherlands here pretty soon. Oh, so. that's yeah.
1: fun! Yeah, It
0: might have some different people on. You'll have mm-hmm. to wait and stay tuned. But if you do have any, uh, if if you do have any questions for us, you can go on our Instagram and drop us a message mm-hmm. and let us know what you thought of the episode. Let us know what you would like to talk about because we're always open to ideas. Um, yep. If it is controversial, we will deny it. Um,
1: but <laughs> we'll we'll, we'll <laughs> cover it. And we'll debate it because that's, that's really fun. Trust me. Uh-huh. <laughs>
0: I will not be there. No. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, you? yeah, I'll be there. I'll be there. I'll yeah. be there. I'll give my two cents, I guess. That's the best part. It's not worth my but... two, two
1: His two cents gone for about an hour. Oh, I know. Dude, no, yeah. trust me. <laughs> we <laughs> talk a lot, too, <laughs> we, buddy. What are you talking we, about? We brought, up,
2: we brought up hats at Bible Camp. Man, that was the longest two hours of my life.
0: Me? Yeah, you. No. It was you
2: and Grant Shedd, remember?
0: Me and Grant. No, I don't yeah. remember that. It was like okay. two years ago. This is not going on in the episode. No. Are we I'm cutting it? <laughs> I'm going to cut it right yeah. there. That's no, he's it. not. No. You
1: don't cut anything. <laughs> I don't when cut was anything. the last time you cut
0: something? I cut a couple things out. I said, I was like, oh, I shouldn't have said you that. Said, <laughs> you said, you yeah, said, and then was
1: everybody else, ha ha, <laughs> I heard it.
0: You get in trouble. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You're not paid by the church, so <laughs> you can get away with a lot more than I can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. You know, if you're not incorporated, uh, you don't have a problem. I know. Yeah. I know. It's my, it's my Kart? problem. Huh? You want to play Mario Kart? Yeah, let's go play Mario Kart. Oh, you're going to okay. get destroyed. Huh? You ready to get destroyed again? Did you bring in another controller? No. Oh. And we only got two, but yeah, yeah wow. we can we can do a round. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, everybody, thanks for listening. Thank you, Caleb, for uh, for being with us tonight. Yeah, of course. It was great. And uh, again, if you have any questions or comments or you want to reach out to us, go ahead and reach out on pew. Hope you have a wonderful rest of your week. We'll see you on the back pew. Pew, pew, pew. Bye. Hey everybody! Thanks again for listening to the show. We hope that you enjoyed this conversation on what to look for in a church. And if you have any questions or comments, feel free to reach out to us on any of our social media platforms. We'll get back to you promptly. But in the meantime, if you do like this show, you do listen to it on a weekly basis. You